if you do know someone who specializes in something, follow them and find out what they're doing, what they're teaching. A lot of these individuals make a lot of that content and that learning material available. This podcast is brought to you by the team at Esri Australia. To get your hands on more short, sharp and immediately usable resources, head to the Esri Australia website and search for Goldmine. Welcome to GIS Directions. I'm Tartaneka. I'm Josh Vernman. And I'm Simon Jackson. It's great to have you back again, Simon. So GIS technology, the pace and how quick this change is so fast these days. And personally, I find it a bit of a struggle to find time to keep my skills fresh. Yeah, look, and on that topic, today we're going back to school. Well, thankfully, not really. But we are (laughs) going to take a look at some different approaches you can take to expanding your GIS mind and keeping your professional development moving forward keeping it relevant, keeping it interesting. This is probably one of my favorite topics that we've discussed. We actually have a saying from my home country. I'm from Zimbabwe. And in Shona, we say, and that means learning never ends. And I love a good learning session. The use of social media to interact with and engage with industry specialists, just various ways of learning. You know, are you doing? Are you teaching? Are you hearing? Are you seeing? So I'm, I'm really excited about this. I love what you said there, Tar, but I'm not going to try and repeat it. <laughs> But look, talking about that sort of concept of continuous development and learning, isn't GIS a discipline where a lot of things stay the same? You know about Krieging and you know about cartography. (laughs) What are we learning? What are we continuously learning? So that brings us to the start of this topic. What are your favorite ways of learning here? Well, I guess the three of us have got something in common in that we all have been instructors. We, We do classroom training. I kind of miss being able to not only as an instructor, but as a student, being able to have a dedicated set of you know two or three days to sit down in a classroom with an experienced instructor to just focus on whatever topic it is that you're kind of engaged on. Mm. How about you? Yeah, look, I think that's a good point. Our shared experience in being at the front of that classroom. And, and what I'm reminded of is the wide variety of types of learners that used to sit in front of me in those classrooms. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got folks who really like to follow a set pattern of instructions, do the exercises, and others who really like you to draw pictures and make it very visual for them. So mm-hmm. there's something unique about that classroom experience, which hasn't gone away. It's just gotten more difficult in recent times. So definitely our hats off to classroom training. I think with our current environment and situation that we're all in, uh, we definitely have to give a shout out to on-demand learning and virtual learning. This is probably one of my favorites, having training courses that are available to me from any location and being able to do it at my own pace. If I hit a problem, I might say go to a search engine to find out how to fix that specific issue. And I find it's the same with you know on-demand learning. If I have a training course that I can quickly and easily access, according to my own schedule, it makes it easier for me to learn. So on-demand learning for me is probably one of my tops. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good one. And again, it, it highlights the potential differences in, in the way people like to learn. Because I know in conversation with you, Simon, we both express the same history that we might have signed up for dozens of Udemy or Coursera courses. I'm an expert at signing up for courses, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not finishing them. So <laughs> you have a, a particular angle on training that works pretty well for you don't you there's so much content out there both you know from Esri but also just also all the other online content that's available on one side I, I suffer a bit of FOMO like there's so much of this content I, I am really good at signing up and, and registering for all these courses and a lot of the time I don't commit it just doesn't work for me so 
whilst I do recognize that self-paced learning is, is very useful, for me, I, I need a bit of structure. I need some deadlines and I need to sort of know that I can sort of chip away at this. And my preference is the Esri MOOCs, which have a mm. set kind of time period where you sign up and then you have homework to do each week and you have to kind of complete it in the blocks of, of work. Have you done those too, Tar? Yeah, I've definitely enrolled in MOOCs. I think they're fantastic because, again, over a number of weeks, you get to do a course. I like learn.rts.com because it's like short, sharp tips and you get to do something in an hour. And I really love the beginner and intro courses. So MOOCs, yep, definitely, because I have been working with GIS Tech for a while. But for beginners, definitely learn.rts.com. And that learn.rts.com site, that lets you come at it either as a kind of persona, like what kind of GIS user you are, or from a technology product perspective, doesn't it? So you can start a path based on what you're doing or particular product that you're going to learn. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's probably one of the other things that I really like about it is it enables you to specify either based on product or the pathway that you want to learn. And here's a question. Do you have to have the software to do a MOOC and do you have to have the software to do the Learn ArcGIS stuff? So for the MOOCs, I've been doing one recently, which is the the imagery one. And I've never really had the need to sort of do anything with drone products. It provided me access to drone to maps. So last week, I actually spent some time building some 3D products from some sample drone imagery. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's not something that I would have typically played around with. With the learn.rts.com, you do need to have access to the relevant software at a specific level. The beauty of it is, however, you can get access to a trial. So if you go online, you can get access to a trial and then you can start to use the software as well as the lessons. And you get access to that for at least a month, I think, which is plenty of time to at least do a couple of those one hour learning sessions. That's really good. I think one of the things you got me onto, Tar, was the John Nelson, the very bite-sized... The one-minute map hack. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned so much from that series. It's amazing. That's one we shouldn't underestimate. And I think I think it's one you brought up when we were talking about doing this episode, Tara, but the power of the people you follow, yeah. those who you respect and you love what they do and kind of voraciously follow whatever content they yeah. put out. Yeah, definitely. Industry specialists. So I'm a huge believer in if you do know someone who specializes in something, follow them and find out what they're doing, what they're teaching. A lot of these individuals make a lot of that content and that learning material available. I do love a little bit of LinkedIn as well as Instagram, you know, my socials. So if I go online, I can see a lot of the content that, for example, John Nelson has shared. It makes it so great to actually follow these individuals, get to know what they love, what they're passionate about. And I love that. So Tar, how, how do you find these these heroes, these knowledge experts? Like you mentioned LinkedIn, but mm-hmm. if you're kind of just fresh to LinkedIn, how do you actually find where they are and discover these people? Honestly, the Esri community. So formerly called Geonet, but if you go to the Esri community and you look up, for example, a product, say ArcGIS Pro off the top of my head. <laughs> good choice, good choice. Ready, steady, pro. So say ArcGIS Pro, you go to the thread about ArcGIS Pro and you'll see all of the industry specialists who've either engaged with, you know, the community's posts or Esri staff who actually specialize in that. Corey Kramer, for example, is one of them, former desktop lead, and now he is part of the client experience team. And he's listening to client feedback and community feedback. And that's really where I I started off. So go to the specific industry where you find all that info and then look for the individuals or go to the product, just like Josh said before, different pathways, right? Product or outcome, go to, you know, enterprise or pro, find those specialists who have engaged with many, many users and then start to follow them. 
That's a good tip. Thanks. How about you, Sai? What's your source of heroes? I find quite a lot of the Esri product teams are on Twitter. So I spend a lot of time mm. looking at some of the popular hashtags related to spatial. So as simple as kind of ArcGIS or, or Esri or just GIS. There's a GIS chat one that's quite interesting to see what people are talking about. They're also very receptive just to reaching out and asking questions and engaging with, with whatever they're up to. That's how I follow them. I think that's something that's changed in a good way over the years is it, it used to be a bit of a one-way distribution channel when a, someone like a Christian, the guy on the ArcGIS JavaScript mm-hmm. team, mm-hmm. he does some awesome posts around visualization using the JavaScript API, but he regularly welcomes conversations around what he's doing and, and the stuff he's put up on GitHub. So, you know, really, really approachable. You're right. Josh, I had a question for you. So we've kind of covered a lot of the Esri content that you can learn, but I think it's quite important to complement your GI skills with other technologies that we kind of brush up against. For myself, I've been trying to sort of learn about Azure and the various offerings on the, the Microsoft Cloud platform and how Esri can kind of leverage that. But I know you've been playing around with Kubernetes and that's a new deployment option for Arctis Enterprise. I have no idea how I'd even go about learning that. So what's your learning pathway been there? There's a good one. I mean, there's a, a couple of things that I've gravitated to recently, which are connected with ArcGIS and Esri, but you know, a lot more to do with the enterprise stuff in general. So Kubernetes was one of them. And the path I followed there was the actual Kubernetes.io site, which actually includes links to lots of free training and mm-hmm. kind of material to get you familiar with it. But what I actually did to speed up my learning was follow a, a Udemy course, which was titled something like Kubernetes for Newbies. Mm-hmm. And it covered all the basics. And that's exactly what I needed to get to grips with the challenge ahead. The other one that I'm kind of drawn to is the developer side of things. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm doing a JavaScript course with Codecademy, which is proving to be really useful. And that just lets me lift my game in understanding other people's code in projects that use the ArcGIS dev tools and writing my own. I'm actually on the Esri Academy, the training academy, and I'm looking at courses, you know, intro to WebGIS, for example, just to get an understanding of how we can speak to the user community about extending the reach of their GIS. I've actually looked at LinkedIn as well. Those are, you know, two of my faves. This is the LinkedIn Learning? Yeah, LinkedIn Learning. So they have a couple of foundational courses there. Actually, they had a little test that you could do for ArcGIS products, which I passed, top 15%, what up, what up? (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness, right? (laughs) So LinkedIn Learning is great. And then just to get my teeth into something a little bit meatier, the Esri Academy. For me, the certifications are also useful for me because I got some skin in the game then. As soon as I actually apply for one of these certifications, I kind of feel like I need to sort of, you know, tick off all of the the curriculum I need to learn before we actually Mm -hmm. kind of, before I actually take the exam. Have you, you guys done any certifications or do you see the importance of them? I definitely see the importance of them. It's kind of hard to pick the right ones sometimes, but I've got some under my belt, but probably aging a little bit now but the certification path i mean that's another one that goes through the esri academy isn't it and that's a concept just worth briefly talking about is the idea that this continuous learning and perhaps certification might be part of kpis for Mm. some organizations it might actually be a deliberate path of progression in your career and let's face it i guess 
either at your current job, but but also for a future job. You, you kind of want your CV to stand out in the pile. I think certifications will kind of give you that credibility that you know what you're talking about. So I'm a big fan of the certifications, both Esri and others as well. Hey, Tar, question for you. Yeah. I know you've put together the program around migration from ArcMap to ArcGIS Pro. Yeah. That's a kind of articulated learning experience. How did you come to the ingredients you stitched together for that? Yeah, it's honestly a summary of everything we've discussed. So the most important thing is, A, the technology changed. So we wanted to make sure that everyone kept up to date with the new technology. And then we were looking at different styles of how people learn. So some people are doers, some people are seers, some people actually need to just listen to it. So we literally scoured all the resources we'd come across. We created a whole lot of resources together. And then we created this curated digital journey that literally enables people to follow the bouncing ball when migrating from map to pro so that was really focusing on the changes in technology and how people learn then putting all of that together so that everyone could have something that was relevant for this huge technological change whatever your preferred learning method there's, there's going to be an option for everyone i think it's worth recommending taking some time to review this content and consider adding it into your own personal development plan to help brush up or learn new skills Absolutely. And to help accelerate your learning experience, we've added all the resources that we've spoken about today to our website. That's gisdirectionspodcast.com.au. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please make sure you follow us wherever you get your potties and tell your friends about us and feel free to give us a five-star rating as well. That'd be great. <laughs> be great. Yeah. Six stars. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Happy mapping. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Esri Australia.